0: Welcome back to the Women of Marvel podcast where we assemble to chat all things Marvel and more. It's Judy. Hey, it's Sana. Oh my God, guys. We are talking about my favorite, 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 favorite most topic. I feel like I talked about it a lot on this podcast and it's cosplay.
1: What? You like cosplay? I've never heard that.
0: I'm so surprised. Okay, so cosplay, it is uh, basically when people put costumes on. But what I really wanted to do, so we were able to record this during your Comic-Con, and we invited two cosplayers that are both being featured on Becoming. Marvel Becoming is our cosplay video series where we sort of follow cosplayers as they make costumes and then debut them. And this year, we've added in the convention element. Our first cosplayer is Beverly Downen of Downen Creative Studios. And she uh, made our amazing Wasp costume from Marvel Studios' Ant-Man and the Wasp. And our other cosplayer is Hannah Kent, who uh, made the amazing Silver Sable costume from uh, Marvel Spider Man on PlayStation 4, which she was able to debut at New York Comic Con. And it's this beautiful, like, white leather jacket. I mean, we went to her because she's amazing with leather work. But what I really love was sort of, like, throwing Sana into this conversation because, you know, it's so easy when you're a cosplayer with your other cosplayers to talk about, like, inside sort of common knowledge. And then sort of Sana was like, but what's that? And, and we and then we could explain it. And then it all made much more sense.
1: Well, I learned so much Because I am, as much as I've been in the comics community for a very long time, uh, cosplaying just seems like a lot of work. Um, (laughs) But I do have a lot of respect for the people who do put in the work and the fact that they transform themselves. And I'm also just fascinated with the concept of transformation in general because of the work that we do here. And that a lot of these people are just fans. And folks who just really love particular characters in a really cool, interesting, visual way is something that I think is so admirable. So I had a lot of fun talking with Hannah and Beverly, and learned a lot. And thank you, Judy, for being so obsessed with cosplay. That now I know something else in my world education. I mean, we're gonna make you have a costume. It's gonna happen eventually. We'll see. We'll see. Twenty nineteen, maybe. Twenty nineteen. I feel like I should get <laughs> something for it. I'm not sure what. I don't know if like it means like you have to like buy me breakfast every day for like I don't know like a month. We're gonna go to Detroit. <laughs> And we're gonna eat baklava. So wait, I feel like it, I'm just morphing into Judy. That's that's the intention of this podcast. Soon you're gonna shave side of your head. You're gonna add pink to your hair. Incorrect. I'm getting out of this.
2: Let's go. <laughs> let,
1: let's go to
0: this interview. So first and foremost, we have Beverly Downen, who is uh, our Wasp cosplayer for Marvel Becoming. Yes. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. If you haven't had a chance to, the Marvel Becoming episode is currently live on our Facebook and social media. and Marvel YouTube you should go check it out. And then we have another soon-to-be Marvel Becoming cosplayer. We have Hannah Kent. Hello. So and, like, I'm so excited that we're able to all sit down here. Near Comic Con is in like an insanity,
1: like four avenues away. We're sitting in the quiet With water. With water and air conditioning. And And chairs. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and air conditioning, which is really nice. But I'm excited to talk to you guys. Because, first of all, guys, listen, I need to know. Someone needs to explain to me (laughs) what is cosplaying?
0: So cosplay (laughs) is a Japanese play on word for costume play. It is a thing that has become more pop culture based, but really came out of Japan in like the late 80s, early 90s, and really exploded in the United States uh, in the thousands, um, thanks to anime and manga, becoming more accessible. And it really started out with like young girls and the boys, but Mm it was a predominantly female driven community that made costumes. And it's exploded and now there's the blending of like the sci-fi, Star Wars, Trek geeks, everyone coming together and everyone just making costumes. And now it's for all ages, all sizes, all shapes, all colors. Everyone can cosplay and it's amazing.
1: Judy, you win. I was just testing you.
0: Oh, girl. Girl, I've been talking about cosplay for like 10 years. Drop mic, out the door, bye.
1: (laughs) Well, I love it because I'm obviously, you know, I've never cosplayed in my life, but I've been around it now for like 12 years being in the industry. And I love going to conventions and just seeing all the incredible costumes that people put together. But also I love Marvel Becoming because it's like behind the scenes of Building, like, these really intricate and beautiful costumes that are so – I mean, I, I didn't even know that one person could do all of that. And it's – I have so much respect for, for both of you. But I'm curious to know, I guess, Beverly, like, how you got your start in, like, what was it about being a cosplayer and building costumes that got
3: you into this whole world? Oh, uh, well – I started about four years ago, and actually five years ago, we went to our first convention um, as a family, so my husband and my two stepchildren, and we were looking for something to do on a weekend, and he looked, you know, online and and saw this thing called Comic-Con, like, what is that? Let's go to that. Okay, sure, whatever. So we went, and it was absolutely amazing. I was blown away by the creativity of everybody. Everyone was in costume, even the adults, And whole families were in costume, and everyone was in a great mood, and everyone was friendly. And I was just, like, geeking out on all of the different characters. Things that I'd never seen before, things that I saw from movies that I loved from my childhood. I was, like, I was so inspired when we left there. So we vowed, as a family, that we were going to go to Comic-Con dressed up the next year. So the next summer, my stepdaughter, who was, I think she was 12 at the time, She asked me to help her make a costume from The Hobbit. And I said, heck, yeah, I'm going to help you do that. Because My mom taught me how to sew just a little bit. And so I was able to pass that on to her. That was a cool bonding thing for me. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. And I love blaming her for my start in cosplay because it really is her fault. (laughs) (laughs) I think she's okay with it. (laughs) Yeah, she's okay with it. Yeah. She has since gone on to create her own costumes now. She's got a sewing machine. She does her own stuff completely. I try to help her. But she's got it. So she's a little misconfident now when it comes to costumes. And I'm just so proud of her.
0: Well, your basically your kitchen has yeah. turned it. Your dining room <laughs> has turned into like uh, where you Central. work. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. Yeah. So I think four years. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you have some previous experience in like crafting mm-hmm. thanks to going to school for at Pratt.
3: Yeah. So I did go to Pratt uh, Institute. Um, I graduated in 1998. So I didn't really do that much with it when I was done um, because computers were, became kind of a big deal as soon as I graduated. So it was a weird kind of digital shift, and I wasn't quite ready for it. So I went to the medical avenue, so I'm an MRI tech now. So I kind of left that whole world behind for a little while. And so going to the convention and like seeing an opportunity to get back into creativity, like to have my hands on things, I could make things again and maybe include my family with it, my adopted family, my stepkids, that was a huge opportunity, and I kind of went with it and took off. haven't looked back.
1: Well, I love that because, like, so much of just the comics industry and what we do is about, like, the collaboration, and it's about the community. And so the fact that you it's something that you built with your family is just, that's so sweet and endearing, and you're passing this on to your, your stepdaughter. Okay, so you, you have this really amazing – Wasp costume <laughs> belts. It's it, amazing.
0: It's crazy. I, I just believed myself. You're welcome. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's so crazy. And again, check out the Marvel Becoming episode because it's just, I can't even explain to you. I, I, was, I was shocked when I saw it. What was it about that character? And, and why don't you talk a little bit about the process of, of building that?
3: Well, so first, I want to say that I was so excited to get the chance to become the Wasp because. Of the historic moment that she made, as uh, her name being the double billing, I guess that's what you call it, first female character. Yes, on a, on and a movie title. Yep, and uh, that is so exciting, so exciting. And I'm so I'm 43, and I've waited a long time for this. So to be able to make this character meant a lot to me, and I wanted to do it justice. So I spent a lot of time patterning and researching and uh, collecting materials and getting things printed and finding the right colors for things and testing, 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 because I knew that I wanted to do it justice. I wanted it to be perfect. I wanted it to look like it did on screen. And I knew that I could do it. I just knew it was going to be a little bit of a challenge, but I love challenges. So yeah, I was very excited to do it.
0: I mean, it was such an amazing experience to be able to go with you, Beverly, to DragonCon, which is this epic convention in Atlanta over Labor Day weekend. It's like one of the largest costuming communities in the world. And like, you walk around in it and be like I don't know I'm not sure and then everybody's be like that's so good Uh, is that how they say it yes do you like my voices (laughs) I love my
3: voices
0: I mean and you know talking about the community right that is the thing I'm literally like getting chills Mm -hmm. because Cosplay is, is my family. It's the world that I literally, my best friends have come through cosplay. And like Hannah is one of them. Like Hannah and I got to go to Jordan together last year. Um, and we've known each other for like eight years, seven years. Something like Something that. like that, math, numbers.
2: But you started out a little bit longer ago. A little bit. So, like 16, 18 years ago, somewhere like that. <laughs> oh, been nice. I've been yeah. doing this a while. Um, it's And cosplay has changed a lot. Since then, too. But I actually started because um, growing up, my mom always made my Halloween costumes. And so, like, sewing and crafting was always just, like, a household thing. And I remember, like, as I kind of got into, like, middle school and stuff, like, I still went trick-or-treating because I loved dressing up. But I'd want to be, like, like a sci-fi character or a superhero, a comic book character. And, like, I'd go trick-or-treating. And everyone's like, who are you? And I'm like, I'm... I'm rogue or I'm whoever. And, like, nobody knows who I am. And I was I put so much time in these costumes, making them with my mom, and no one would know what I was. And so in high school, I was introduced to anime. And through that, I found out about anime conventions, thus the cosplay. And uh, when I found out that people went dressed up to these cons, I was like, Mom, we have to go and we have to make something. It's going to be great. And so... At the time, I was living in Atlanta. There's Anime Week in Atlanta, so we went to, we went to that, and I dressed up in the like. I look back now; it's the most homemade and humble version of Ayanami Rei from Neon Genesis Evangelion. And I mean, it's the wrong color of blue wig because you couldn't find not bright. Royal blue, and I didn't have all the details on my homemade little spandex bodysuit, and it was baggy because I was young. My mom didn't want my <laughs> want me having something too fitted and stuff. I <laughs> mean, well, you know, also let's talk about yeah. weird characters from A- 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 I know like, they're <laughs>
1: not, maybe not children appropriate whatsoever.
2: But, and like, of course, I also pick the character that's like no emotion at all and I spent the whole convention with a big smile and like s- showing a peace sign the whole time. That's adorable. And, <laughs> I mean it, but it's like I had I had so much fun and so many people knew who I was and my mom even dressed up as Ritzko, the scientist chick and went with me and like people knew who we were and they were taking our picture and I got to talk to people who liked the same things I did and what was so cool is it's like at that moment like all ages, all genders, everyone was just sharing things they loved. And for me it just it was that immediate connection to people that liked what I liked and an opportunity to have a creative outlet. So
0: That's so unifying. Mm-hmm, I
3: right? mean, the
0: cosplay community, yeah. I mean, everything has their negatives, but the community in its essence is about family. You know, we talk about Dragon Con, we talk about all these different anime conventions or yeah. New York Comic Con or like going out to these things you remember the first con you met someone mm-hmm, at. Mm-hmm. You probably remember what costume they're wearing. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm,
2: and
0: yeah. you then have, obviously, have photos of it, which is also the great part about cosplay. <laughs> There's so many good photos of people posing. <laughs> yeah. Cosplayers are really good at posing. Yeah,
1: no, no, no. <laughs> they really are. I feel like I could get some lessons. I think at the end of this, I'm going to need some lessons. As well, clearly, you just
0: need a costume. Oh,
1: God. One we'll day. A we got to do some <laughs> tour cosplay. So, next step is you. Beverly just offered to make me a costume.
3: Okay. <laughs> We're going to have to watch for you. Oh, my God. Oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. That's yours.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And what I think is great about, you know, like Beverly, and we've talked about this before, is that like the Portland sort of Seattle community in the Northwest is a huge prop, costuming, cosplay community. And you've sort of made
3: this amazing new friends. Oh, yeah. I'm so, I'm always just beside myself when I think about how much creativity there is in the Pacific Northwest. And it's nice that Seattle is pretty close to Portland. And in between, there are so many... Outlets for, like, different com- conventions to go to or people doing workshops. It's nice to be able to travel to these places because they're so close. But I've gotten to know some of my best friends through cosplay. And they all live in the Pacific Northwest, <laughs> but not necessarily in my town. Mm-hmm. And now after we're going to Dragon Con, I mean, it's like I've got friends all over the place. And it's just it's just great. It just keeps getting better and better. But, yeah, the the amount of talent on the uh, over there is just astounding. I'm always surprised when I think about it.
2: I was just thinking, too, like, it's really funny because for me, like, when I went to college, I got a lot of my friends in college into cosplay. And uh, there were little photo shoots that you, like, cons, but also, like, photo shoots where it's, like, once a month, um, a photographer would host a little gathering. You'd pay, like, I don't know, 15 bucks or something, but then you'd get photos that were nice pictures of your costume, and you weren't at a con. And uh, my friends and I just started, like, in our free time making these costumes and going to these these photo shoots, and... I still keep in touch with almost all of those friends today and we use cons as a chance to catch up and, mm-hmm. and meet up. And, you know, life takes everyone in different directions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, careers t- take us in different places. But having conventions, having cosplay as a way to kind of bring ourselves together and mm-hmm. something to look forward to is it's really fun. It, it's almost like a reunion.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every year. Yeah. Dragon God, definitely yeah. on yeah. Thursday night. <laughs> yeah. Like, you hug. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can't. can't we're, we're getting you part of this community,
2: Sada. Yeah. yeah. I think I, think <laughs> I would be
1: uh, terrible at it. I'd be super awkward.
0: But so here's the key about yeah. cosplay. Is that thinking about cosplay, you were talking about this, like thinking about like why we're so good at posing, cosplayers, most people that were like nerds, like now it's cool to be a nerd, right? <laughs> most people that were nerds in high school were uncool. Like mm-hmm. we didn't know mm-hmm. how to do our hair or our makeup or or like pose or be comfortable in our own bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by being a cosplayer and like sort of, like, getting used to being in front of camera, I feel like I've become a better person because of it, mm-hmm. and because we're all willing to help each other. I only learned how to do makeup because of cosplay. Mm-hmm. Like, I can put eyelashes on, but it's all because, and this is the great thing about conventions, you go to a con, and you go up to someone, and you're talking about the costume or whatever, and you you don't know who each other are, and you, you may never have met in, real, in, like, life outside of it, and you're like, oh my god, I really like your makeup, and they're like, oh, I use this palette, and mm-hmm. you do this, or they're like, oh, I really like your eyebrows, and I'm like, oh man, I use this, and it's It literally is like
1: watching people come together and being like they would never have met in real life. And then Mm -hmm. maybe
0: they're friends 10 years later
2: still.
1: Well, why don't we talk about like the craft of making an actual costume? Because when I was talking to you guys earlier, you guys both have your other jobs or things you've done in the past have like this like tech aspects to it, right? Like Hannah, you worked in VFX, Mm -hmm. which I think is pretty crazy. Um, and Beverly, you work with MRI technology or, mm-hmm. so there's something about that. And you guys both have these art backgrounds as well. So why don't you guys just talk about like the process of merging, you know, the creative with the the technical aspects of actually building something that you can put on and doesn't fall off your body, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> or also like the creative outlet of it all, right? Yeah. Like, you know, work is work, but yeah. going home and being able to like use the problem because it's problem-solving, right? Yeah. It's about problem-solving.
2: You know, for me, I've thought about this a lot over the years because when I was in fourth grade, I told my parents that I wanted to be an animator. And so I didn't actually, I was not good at animation when I finally got to school and tried it out, but it turned out I was really good at cloth and hair simulation, which was kind of cool because I had already been playing with cosplay at the time. So I was able to kind of treat it like digital cosplay, and I was able to build a career off of doing primarily hair and, clothing simulation for film and, and animation. I mean, it's cool, but it's, like you said, it's a job, work is work. And even though it was creative and I was always proud of what I did, you're doing something for someone else. And a lot of times it's long hours and you just kind of come home and you just, you're like, well, what about me? Like, what about, what's, what's the thing that I'm doing for myself? And um, that can take so many different forms. But for me, I've always been a creative person And so cosplay had really provided me an opportunity to to do something where I could make something that was tangible. I could put time into it. Sometimes it was just an hour after work. Sometimes I'd spend the whole weekend just like, you know, marathoning movies and sewing away at my sewing machine. But it was, for me, it was a break from like screens as well because staring at a computer all day, Mm -hmm. I wanted to not necessarily continue to do that. And so it's just like this great way to like invest your time in something that's creative, you're learning, you're trying new things, experimenting, and you come out doing something that's just for you. And then you get to go wear it at a con with your friends. You get to make memories. And if other people like it, great. But ultimately, like, you did this for you. And I think that's, like, one of the most rewarding feelings you can have.
1: What about your process? Like, how how do you meld these two different aspects of creating a costume? Like when you sit down and you're like, okay, these are this is what I I want to build, you know, whatever the next costume, the wasp or whatever it is, how do you how do you put that together in your mind?
3: Well, if we're talking about um, my MRI technology background or my job, that's pretty different in a lot of ways. Is there's there is a creative aspect to what I do for my job. There's also kind of a social aspect to my job that actually cosplay has helped me with mm. because i have to talk to my patients and i have to do chit chat with them and i have to make them feel comfortable and i have to be you know i have to be pleasant and but i also have a job to do um, so i take great pride in my mri work i'm very thorough and i think that's reflected quite a bit actually now that i'm thinking about it in my cosplay <laughs> in my builds which are also very exact and very almost to a fault sometimes because it takes me a long time but I really enjoy that I enjoy creating the entire I I love the process of it but I also like knowing that this thing that I've made is complete and I put my heart and soul into it and I did a good job Mm -hmm. and that I also do that at my job as well
0: what's great about sort of what you do Beverly is you you've really embraced technology and cosplay that's something Mm -hmm. that's really quite new. I think it also helps that you're friends with all these cool prop people.
3: Oh, man. But, you you know,
0: like the wings that you did, Mm -hmm. you know, using your, like, laser cutter, different things like that.
3: Yeah, all of that's been really, really fun. I love tinkering with new things and I really love thinking about I, I love trying to meet the challenge with um, looking at it from a different perspective and coming at it from a different angle. Not that I want to be totally different, but I want to learn something new. I, I only have one life, and I want to, you know, I yeah. want to have fun and I want to come out on the other end saying like, yeah, I did I did all of this cool fun stuff. And sometimes it was a little more challenging than others. But, yeah, so I've used some interesting tools and processes to make um, certainly wasp. And that was great. And I actually had a pretty good idea of what I wanted to do with WASP because I had um, tried and failed so many times with other projects. So having that, and I don't like calling them the failures. I like calling them opportunities for learning. Um, <laughs> I mean, really, you feel like a hundred times you've actually learned things. Oh, yeah. You learned a hundred things, you know. So yeah. I, I'm, I love, I love testing and trying things out. So. Yeah, those processes are what makes it really fun for me.
1: Hannah, what are you? God, I actually kind of want to know all of the different characters you've cosplayed for, but like maybe your your favorite ones, and then maybe tease us about what you've currently cosplayed. I don't think we're allowed to give too much information on that, but
2: we'd like to hear more about well, it. Well, oh
1: yeah, we have a secret upcoming upcoming
2: yes, episode. Yes, yes, Which I'm very I'm very excited. That one um, I was very excited because it was a much more fashion based costume. It also required the use of leather, and I have been doing a lot more learning of, like, working with leather in different capacities, both wet-forming it but also using garment leather, like, sewing it into nice garments. And this was such a wonderful opportunity to get to use leather and really, really work on just, like, clean, precise patterning and draping and, like, getting it just to to all come together. And I'm just really proud of how it (laughs) How it turned out. I'm oh my excited God, it for looks, people. It's so beautiful. I can't wait for everyone to see it's it. But so she like walked at it and I was like, woohoo, Hannah, you look amazing. But yeah,
0: I'm very excited about I it. I mean, when when we first saw the designs, for the record, so Jason Latour and I, who's the director of Marvel and Coming, we sort of like the two of us separately think about things, right? Like thinking about Beverly and how we discovered Beverly. So mm-hmm. our episode of Hella went out the day after and like, her images went live and, like, viral on the internet. And Jason said it to me, and I was like, okay. Well, mm-hmm. she's making something for us. And what <laughs> is it? And then literally, I think, a week later, well, I think I emailed you, and I was like, I like your costume, Beverly. <laughs> Hi, I'm Judy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Jason. She responded. It's great. We're like, I like this. Her name is Beverly. And, and so then um, we talked it all through, and we were like, Beverly, okay. We're going to give you three months instead of, like, month and a half. And you were Thank like, you.
3: okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. That was Yay. excellent. I think that costume came out really well because I had that time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, and that's the one thing that I think is really important. And then Jason's
0: really come to understand over time is how actually costumes are made. Because there is a lot of give and take. Because mm-hmm. you both have day jobs, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, even me making a costume, I have a day job. So you need to think about realistic ideas and also think about, you know, at the end of the day, just because we think we're we're just like normal schmoes, there is a pressure as a cosplayer, you know, that you guys want to look your best mm-hmm. and you want to show up and it's, you know, you're obviously going to put yourself on the internet and there is a, another level of pressure that was not something that existed when we first started. No. And I think that's the thing that's changed the most is that thinking about cosplay I found my friends originally on cosplay.com which is this forum that used to exist and you it, and there's there was like It a, still
2: does. It's just it's very different. Actually, now.
0: you know what there is? It actually still does exist and there are actually are still tutorials and stuff like that yeah. online. But that was I basically think I've been there that's, that's basically website. how yeah. you like would mm-hmm. get like any information about how to make things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But there wasn't Instagram. There wasn't Twitter Facebook. like
2: <laughs> I mean even when, when we first started well, there was no Facebook. There so, was no Twitter. I learned how to HTML code so that I could put together a really, like, GeoCities website (laughs) so that I could even, like, share my stuff. And it's funny because back then the idea of being cos-famous wasn't even a thing. Like, I remember seeing Yaya at the very first con I went to because she was a Georgia cos- So Yaya Han, who's a fairly well-known
0: cosplayer, yeah. So
2: I saw her at the first con and then- ended up we were in the same Yahoo group. Oh my God. That was the oh Georgia cosplay mailing list. And so she like she and several other locals would email on there. And so I got to meet people and like a lot of them had their websites and I was like, oh, she's so amazing. And like even back then, like mm-hmm. just like her stuff was just so good. And I remember meeting her officially at my second AWA and she said very nice things about my costume and I almost like exploded. <laughs> it was like it was the best. And now we're like good friends. I mean, Yaya <laughs> but, Han
0: is like, like when I think about cosplaying in the future and we look back on yeah. the history of it, she is like she's like the godmother. She well, is yeah. the person that she's pioneering us, it. Yeah. Yeah. And she's also like one of the best people to do so because she has the biggest heart in the world and like I mm. like she's like one of my best friends. Like she's one of our best friends and she's so great.
2: She's amazing. Well, and she really is like, she's so encouraging and she wants to see people succeed. And I mean, that's why, that's why she's teamed up with Joann's and McCall's and all these companies is because she's trying to advocate for cosplayers and make sure that we're getting access to the things that will help us make better cosplay. But it's like, it's crazy because back then it was a hobby. We did it for fun. The idea of selling prints wasn't even a thing. Like the artist alley was just people doing comic art. Like that's all it was. And it was usually like eight tables and it was very small. And the conventions were super small. So yeah. my first con was Anime North in Toronto
0: in two thousand and four and there was like three thousand people there. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Wow. And it's like it takes place in like the convention center of a hotel, not even like a convention center. Yeah. But that was the thing is people did it. It was a hobby and you could have a website if you wanted to share your stuff. It wasn't anything you weren't trying to be famous, you were just sharing that you like these things and thinking you might make some more friends. And I feel very fortunate to have gotten into it when I did because I had a moment in college where the expectations were starting to happen. People wanted you in all these groups and I definitely would spread myself too thin. And again, like much with anything, you know, you get a bunch of people together and there's going to be some sort of drama. But I... (laughs) I started realizing that I was starting to say yes to a bunch of costumes more because I wanted to be in groups with people and not because I actually wanted to make the costume. And it started taking away from my enjoyment. And so I took a year off and I just like backed off and was like, okay, I need to step back because I'm not having fun. And this kind of links into your question earlier. I came back, um, I think it was in 2004. I decided I wanted to do a Mrs. Incredible costume. And I was like, this movie looks fun. At that time, it was like comic books and it was anime. Like you wouldn't see Disney princesses at the con Mm -hmm. yet. That had not exploded. So Disney characters weren't really seen. And I was like, well, I'm going to do a Pixar character. So we'll see what people think. And I remember I made the costume just for myself. And I just went and like I basically thought nobody would even pay attention. And it got so much attention. People loved it. And I... It helped me remember just like this was for me first and foremost. And we had, or I had so much fun. And now with the new movie that came out, did her silver version. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. And so, like, and like that was again, I just went to a little con and wore it. And like this little girl ran up to me and she's like, You're Mrs. Incredible. And I'm like, I am. And she's like, I like Bambi. (laughs) (laughs) I like Bambi too, you know? And it's just, but you get these moments that are just so, so like, fun and, and sweet and those are, those are what I live for and I'm, I personally am glad that it, I've had that opportunity to step back and define cosplay as a hobby for myself because I think now there's a lot of this like, oh, if I start cosplaying I have to be famous and there's like everyone's pushing for that and that it's not that there's anything wrong with being cosplay famous but I just worry that people are missing out on the opportunity to just do it for themselves and enjoy the hobby of it 1st And then if they get famous, great. But, like, I don't want them to be disappointed if they don't.
0: Yeah, I almost feel Mm -hmm. like there should be, like, a basic course in Cosmic (laughs) Famous, right? Because there's a lot of pressure that comes from it, you know, of sort of, like, who you are, Mm -hmm. what you stand for, especially on the Internet nowadays. Oh yeah. But also, like, what the Internet requires of you. I mean, Beverly, Mm -hmm. you know, you're so good on social media.
3: You really reply to people and everything like that. And you sort of went viral Well, and even that's, let's go back in time, just real quick. (laughs) I didn't know what Warbler was, but I knew that I wanted to make something cool. And this girl made something cool. And I wanted to know what that material was. And it took me a couple of days to get up the courage to ask her on Instagram, what was What What is that material? And she was so wonderful and so nice. And so that kind of created a good foundation for me. And I realized that that's what I wanted to be as well. So I try to always reply to people the same Mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. I try to make it more than just a couple of words. Sometimes I will extend myself to help if they really do need questions. Sometimes people take advantage of that. But, yeah, I just – I want people to have a good experience, and I want people to have fun, and I want people – so, yeah, but that's really Mm -hmm. hard. It takes a lot of time.
0: But, I mean, you know, for me, as someone who – like Hannah, Mm -hmm. who came up – being cosplay when it wasn't there wasn't a thing to be fame. Yes. I mean, I mean cos fame has existed. Like the first time I met Yaya Han, I definitely like fangirl. let's be honest. Right, right. But or like other cosplayers <laughs> I've met, but now it's like a different level of expectation, mm-hmm. right? Like you said, Hannah. But amongst that, are great people willing to, mm-hmm. like Beverly, help you out yeah. or, you know, retweet your tweet, or or even if you're at a con and you go up to one of them. Like, they'll take a photo with you. Of course. Mm-hmm. It's so much pressure because, like, and I always, I always like, try to explain this as you're much more attainable than a celebrity. Oh, yeah. Because you're, the expectation that you have to go to cons and you have to pose with people.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and it. I mean, there, there are the photo ops and stuff now at cons, but it's not like you can see that your favorite cosplayer is going to be at a con and, oh, we'll be signing at our booth at this time. And, like, you can really go and, and talk to them and meet them in a way that is just not the same with, with celebrities.
1: What would you guys say is sort of the biggest challenge today, being a cosplayer? I feel like I've heard such an incredible, positive sense of community, the sense of creative outlet. What are some challenges that you guys have, have dealt with?
3: Um, uh, one challenge that I've been struggling with this year is uh, not reading the comments. Mm. And I chose to <laughs> to turn some of that negativity around and create a community for women prop makers because i had more than a few people ask me well say some things about the hella costume that i made like i can't believe you made that like really yeah i did make that and it's a good costume and all right <laughs> and women know how to make things yeah um, I don't know if this is shocking we, we, <laughs> we make can make stuff things. and I have power tools and no my husband did not make that and the challenge with of, of like shielding yourself from negativity online because it is rampant in mm-hmm. some some places so if something gets shared on any kind of website like a picture or a, a article mm-hmm. I never read the comments and I some people will tell me like oh I can't believe that person said that and oh my god and I'm like you know what just maybe not let me know about that because it's not going to change anything yeah. I'm really proud of this thing that I that you know is online or whatever and I don't really need to know that so this year I decided that I was going to stop reading that.
2: I think that's so
1: important.
3: Yes. yes. Yeah. I
0: mean, that is something that I always tell all my talent on, on shows is that just don't read the comments. Yeah. And I tell yeah. myself that. Yeah, it's But it's hard not it to. It is hard.
2: So yeah. easy to scroll down. Yeah. But you shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Don't, do don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. I think a lot of it just goes into like the, the comments because mm-hmm. sometimes people have a, have a way of focusing in on that one thing that really is something you're self-conscious about. Like maybe it's mm-hmm. you just couldn't quite Get a seam to lay the way you wanted, or you know, or maybe it's about your weight. Like, and Mm. I think us as women, that's just a constant struggle in our society. And the thing that I've always found wonderful about the cosplay community is that when you're in it, like, it's never mattered. Mm -hmm. But people on the internet aren't necessarily part of that community, but they're hopping in and they're sharing their thoughts, and it it can be very hurtful. Mm -hmm. And so, I think the biggest thing is just knowing to like, like lean on the community that you've built up and, and like lean on those friends and just be like, okay, I just read some comments. I like, I know that like, I have 50 great comments and two really nasty ones. And like, you need to not let those two comments outweigh all of the good ones. And to really lean on the people that know, like, you are more than just what somebody's judging you for based on a shape, because your shape is beautiful. You are amazing. You're creative and talented. And that person, all they're doing is destroying things. Mm -hmm. So they're not worth your time.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, we talk a lot about just the concept of destruction versus creation Mm -hmm. and how, like, I think the thesis of the Marvel Universe and the context of sort of a lot of what Stan Lee used to talk about in his letters columns is about – very much about inclusivity, about focusing on like, you know, just the positive aspects of the human experience, but really just about bringing people in and sharing sort of the connectedness we have as human beings, but the power we have within ourselves. And like, it's so important to remind people of that. It has nothing to do with you at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. right? But on top of it, I think we also have to kind of remind ourselves that You guys do have this incredible loving community, positive community, and you're celebrating like this passion that you have about these fantastic characters. And I think that's really that's really powerful. I think that's so much so much more important for us to remind one another of that and just to keep pushing that forward as much as possible. I mean, one of my favorite things to
0: do at a cons is just go up to a random person Mm -hmm. who is in an amazing costume Mm -hmm. and be like, you look great. Yeah. Yeah. And that is is, like, literally so important. And just, like, going up to someone who's like, "I this is my first costume, it's the first time in make foam armor. And I'm like, you look amazing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what yeah. I love, I love at cons, it's almost like you just trying to, like, recognize everyone's costumes. And I love just being able to tell them, like, oh, I love your uh, Miss Marvel costume. I love your Doctor Strange or whatever. And it's like, yeah, it's great to take a picture, but, like, even if it's just, like, passing them in the hall, mm-hmm. like, those compliments just warm people's hearts so oh, yeah. much to be recognized. I
1: so I so agree. Like Judy said some really lovely things to me yesterday and I was like, "Oh, that's exactly what I needed to hear." Mm-hmm. And and I had like someone else say some of the great things and I feel like we have to just say nice things to each other. Mm-hmm. So, if yeah. you guys are listening out there, <laughs> go say something nice to somebody around you at New York Comic Con or whatever convention you're attending. Or just like, you know, your mom, your neighbor, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just go compliment someone yeah. and tell them they're doing something cool and great. And be genuine. Don't make it up. Be genuine. But just just say nice things because a lot of people say mean things all the time. But push some positive out there because I feel like that's really what we need.
0: Mm-hmm. And remember, if you're cosplaying, you have the strength to, A, make the costume or find the costume and put it on
1: mm-hmm. and
0: put yourself in a social experience that mm-hmm. may not be the norm and that is strength. That is true yeah. character building. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. strength. And
1: it only can be positive. And who cares what anyone
0: says on the internet? Okay. Yeah. So.
3: Well,
1: talking about social media, where can everyone find you and send you amazing positive messages?
2: <laughs> I So for <laughs> Hannah, it's pixel underscore stitcher on Instagram
3: and Twitter. And for me, I'm down in creative studios. Pretty much if you type in down in on anything, it'll I'll pop up. Um, but down at underscore creative underscore studios, <laughs> it's kind of a long name. So We all have complicated yeah. Twitter yeah, and, and yeah, social okay. media handles here. underscores creative. in my yeah. name, so I win. Everyone. I,
1: I don't even have my name in mind, so <laughs> it's all very confusing.
3: And feel um, free to ask us questions. Yeah, come say hi. Yeah. Come say something nice. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Well, and, this, and send us your cosplay images as well. I feel like there's going to be a lot of stuff coming up post-New York Comic Con. So let's post some stuff on yeah, Women of Marvel. Yeah, actually, Instagram. yeah.
0: So hashtag either tweet at us, and you're going to hashtag Women of Marvel. Or you can email them to us at womenof@marvel.com Or you can tweet them at either me or Sana, and we'll find them, and we can see. we Because we've we've got an Instagram. Guys, go follow it. It's the Women of Marvel. This is a dream come true. Thank, Thank you. you so much to both Beverly and Hannah for joining us. Thank, Thank you, you so much, us. Judy. For so long, I've sort of banged my head against the wall talking about cosplay, and it's kind of amazing to have people sort of recognize it and also come to me to like look for cosplayers and for us to really give the appreciation and respect to these people who make amazing things on their weekends. Thanks again to Hannah and Beverly for coming out to New York Comic Con and being able to do that amazing podcast. If you guys want to learn more about Marvel Becoming, you can head over to our Facebook page or Marvel.com. We've got a new episode coming out next week and a few more for the end of the season, plus some shiny special ones coming out in 2019. And really why this is near and dear to my heart is because I produced this series and it has literally been a thing that I have uh, slept on people's couches for. Okay, I think this that's enough of me talking about cosplay, right? Definitely. But you should definitely listen more about me talking about cosplay. But I think that's it for this week. We'll see you guys next time. This is Marvel, your universe.